this morning early, I was having a, my devotion, and I ran across a story, one of the readings I was doing, that I'd heard before. Sir Alec Guinness, the great British actor who most people here probably know as Obi-Wan Kenobi, he, uh, he was walking down the streets of London a number of years ago, and all of a sudden, he felt this compulsion to start running. And so he was running uh, down the street, and he ran for about 10 minutes into this little church that he'd never been in. And uh, he said he fell to his knees, and uh, after he caught his breath, he said there were 10 minutes lost the world. And later, he was trying to explain what had happened and think through it. And uh, he, he decided, and this is, this is shortly after he had completed his journey from atheism uh, to faith in Christ. He decided that what he had experienced was a rather nonsensical gesture of love. So as I was here earlier this morning, I was listening to the worship team sing that song. I thought, um, there's a lot to be said for nonsensical gestures of love. God is, in a very nonsensical way, given us life and a great place and trees and blue sky and all of that. And we have a chance to, um, to respond in worship, which can maybe the definition of worship is a nonsensical gesture of love back to God. Well... Um, so I just have a few. Uh, I have I have a few quick objectives today. The first one is I want to remind all of us that we are on a mission, right? That uh, that we're not meeting just to meet, right? We're not here just to sort of celebrate food and music and and be outside at a park. I mean, it, that that makes sense in one sense, but but for the Church of Christ, that would be an exercise in missing the point. We have an assignment. Right, uh, Jesus Christ left heaven in order to fulfill a mission. He wanted to provide a way to reconcile all things to his Father. We had accrued a debt, right? We had rebelled. And so Christ came on this rescue mission. And he lived and he loved and he served and he taught. He was an example. But principally, he, he was born to die in our place. And, and so he paid our moral debt. Theologically, we talk about he atoned for our sin, right? He died so that we could be forgiven, get eternal life, move forward. So Christianity in that sense is always this he did. It's not this I do. It's not me in my efforts trying to be good and kind and nice and religious or whatever. That's not what a Christian is, right? We say we can't do that, can't get there, can't be good enough. Christianity is not this I do, it's this he did. But Jesus also went on from there, and just before he ascended into heaven, after his death and resurrection, just before he went to rejoin his Father, he commissioned us. He gave us an assignment. We have, uh, we have a mandate. And, and we often will talk about that mandate as to proclaim the good news and engage in good works. Right? We're, to, we're to tell the story. We're to, we're to let people know that God loves them. And his love is so profound that they don't have to do anything. Right? One of the harder parts of my job is to persuade people that the offer is really as good as it sounds. God will meet you where you are. He will pay everything that needs to be done for your sins to be forgiven, for you to get eternal life. Jesus already did. So we're to tell that story. But we are to tell that story. 
right? We have that mandate. We are to go out to proclaim the good news, and then we're to engage in good works. We're to love and to serve. We're to push back the darkness. We're to champion the cause of the oppressed. We're to fight against injustice. We're to care for widows and orphans. We have an assignment that we have been given. And so uh, part of that assignment is, is to proclaim this good news. And so we have a mission. And I just want to be certain that you understand that. And I want to read a passage here out of Luke. Um, those of you who have been here know that we are ever so slowly making our way through the Gospel of Luke. Most recently we've been in this uh, Come Alive series. So thanks to Jamie and Siler and Dan and, and Anson for, uh, for, for doing that. And, and we're going to head into deep in a, in a bit. That's a book, the book of Proverbs. But uh, sort of always around the edges, and we're always marching through the Gospel of Luke. And at this point, chapter 13, uh, Jesus is, is marching towards Jerusalem. And, and it, it takes ten chapters for him to get there from Galilee because Luke fills it in with lots of Christ's teaching. So that's where we're headed when we get back to Luke in, in January. And, and here in Luke 13, verse 6, we have one of Christ's parables. He said, A man had a fig tree uh, growing in his vineyard, and he went to look for the fruit on it, but did not find any. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, For three years now I've been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree, and I haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should it use up soil? Sir, the man replied, leave it alone for one more year, and I'll dig around it and fertilize it. And if it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, we'll cut it down. So, so the deal is fruit trees are supposed to bear fruit, right? Figs or apples or pears or whatever. Uh, a fruit tree is supposed to bear fruit. And the message here, because this is a parable, it's not about trees. It's about us, right? And, and maybe it's about the church. A church is to make disciples. Maybe it's about us as individuals, that we are to be out there seeing people come to faith. So I, I don't really know. Parables are hard. You can't push on them too hard because they're, they break down if you do. So we can't be certain whether it's us collectively or us individually. But here's what we know. We have a mission. And that mission is to proclaim the good news and engage in good works. So we are, this, this service sort of launches us into a new ministry year. And it's just important that we refocus on <laughs> what our assignment is. And, and in fact, we exist for this assignment. We talk about our mission is to proclaim the good news and engage in good works. And that's, that's our mission statement, and we align around that. But it would be more true to say God's mission to reconcile everyone to himself, God's mission to reconcile all things to himself, God's mission has a church. We exist to that end. So, by way of reminder, we have a mission. Point number two, uh, I just want to say we're, we're coming up on a new series, and this is a perfect opportunity for you to invite family and friends, neighbors and others, to join with you. This will be the, I, I like the 10th year that we have, have launched the fall with some sort of series. It started with Purpose Driven Life, and we went through fence posts, and then uh, it was the life of Christ, and then seven deadly sins, and last year it was broken. Uh, every year, we sort of launch things by, by doing all kinds of things to make it easy. I just want to be sure because I'm not always certain that we're as clear about this as we can be. We're doing this to help you move forward, but we're also doing this to make it as easy as possible for other people to come in the door because we launch small groups. We've got special teaching for that. We've got daily readings. We've got a book. We've got video teaching. We've got all kinds of things to make it easy for people to sort of find their way forward. So... Um, 
This year it's going to be, it's called Deep, and it's out of the book of Proverbs, which I have really uh, been coming to appreciate a lot. I, I had a friend who years ago said to me, he says, I, I hate Proverbs. He says, reading Proverbs is like getting stuck on a long car trip with my mom. You know, do this, don't do that, get up early. You know, he says, I, I, just, I don't like the book. And I sort of was a little affected by that. But I have really come to appreciate Proverbs as I've been preparing for this series. And the, 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 the gist of the series is this, that um, it's my contention that things are changing a bit in our culture. And I am not, you know, that the sky is falling guy. I think there's a lot of good things about our culture. There's really a lot of things about this life to celebrate. But there are things about this life that, that, are, that are, are becoming increasingly shallow. And people are becoming increasingly shallow. Right? There's so many things sort of trying to consume our attention that we're not developing the kind of depth that we need, especially because I think culture is becoming more pervasive. And just to stay in the same spot spiritually, I think you're going to have to, you and I are going to have to have stronger spiritual disciplines and habits, or we will get swept further downstream. And so this, this series, Deep, is going to be based out of Proverbs, and we've got a book that's going to come out in a couple of weeks, and there's daily readings and video teaching for small groups, and we're going to try and push everybody in small groups. So what I want you to hear is you should start a small group. Right? You should invite your friends or your neighbors. We've done everything. This is just like an add water deal. And if you add your friends, you've got a small group. We've done everything else for you. We ask the questions. We give you the answers. It's all ready for you for a six-week series that starts on September 13th. So um, join the movement. Right? And then finally, um, I also want to say one other thing, and that is that we are excited uh, to be here, not simply to celebrate a sense of unity. Because, you know, this is that. I mean, this moves us in that direction. We, we meet on different campuses. There's a half dozen services. Nobody knows who they, you know, everybody here. And so we take, again, one of the lowest attendance Sundays out of the year and all gather together. And so you get a chance to see a little bit about what's going on. And, and, and we do this in part for there to be a sense of unity. But the sense of unity isn't simply between, you know, the, the Highland Park campus, the Lake Forest campus, the Grays Lake campus. Right? Just to give us a glimpse in one sense of what awaits us. Because God's church is the largest organization on the planet. It's the oldest. It's the most global. It's the most diverse ethnically in every other way. And uh, we are just a small part of that. And the unity of the body of Christ is a big deal to God, John 17 and other things. So we meet to sort of remind ourselves of that and to remind ourselves of a bigger picture. And we meet so that we can allow people to be baptized and uh, to sort of plant that flag publicly. Baptism is one of two visual sermons. They're sacred acts. And uh, there's something mysterious that happens when people go under the water. We can't explain it. It's a, it's a mystery. God does something. And uh, it's... and. It's a great step forward. There is not. I know, I know how hot you are because I'm just watching everybody flag. If you're hot and you've not been baptized, we have a solution for you. We, we can take care of that problem in about 10 minutes. So 
So uh, we have 60-some people that are going to get baptized. And, and in all seriousness, if you have not been baptized, there really isn't a category for a Christ follower who hasn't been baptized. And it's as simple as, you know, we'll tell you where to go. And, uh, and we'll get this done this morning. So this is a great day, great opportunity. Uh, we're gathering together to enjoy each other's company, to get a bigger glimpse of what God is doing in the world, to launch the new ministry season, to encourage you to take some risks. I'm going to push. I'm going to push to encourage you to move forward. I don't think we stay in the same spot. We go ahead or we fall behind. So I'm going to push. And, and also to celebrate with, uh, with all these folks their public declaration, identity with Jesus Christ. Let me pray for us. Father, thank you again for a great, uh, a great venue, a great chance to be together. Thank you for uh, music. Thank you for blue skies and clouds. And uh, thank you for a worship band and a choir. And thank you for the water to, to be used for baptism. And um, may this be a year pleasing to you. We, we stand getting ready to launch. Kids are getting ready to go back to school. There's a sense in which uh, for Labor Day, everything sort of changes just a little bit. Help us to be good stewards of the time. Um, in Ephesians, we're instructed to do that, to seize every opportunity. And so help us to do that. Help us this to be a year of growth personally and uh, for those that we love. So to that end, we pray. We ask for your blessing on the rest of this day. Pray it in Christ's name. Amen.